Well, good evening everyone and welcome to our London Full Moon Meditation Meeting in the sign of Sagittarius. The actual time of the full moon occurs tomorrow morning at 4.08am. The keynote we'll be working with tonight for Sagittarius is, I see the goal, I reach that goal, and then I see another. For those of you who may be new to our full moon meetings, we use these keynotes during our meditation as a spur for active reflection. In this way, we contribute in group formation to the strengthening of the spiritual energies pouring into humanity during the higher interludes of each of the astrological signs. This is when we can all help with the energy influences of the hierarchical purpose to reach humanity with an increased potency. We do this by harnessing the will to love as we strive as a united group to consciously tread the spiritual path, serving and helping to manifest the plan. Before we set ourselves to work in meditation, let us open our minds to some of the significances of this sign we are working with tonight. Let us delve deeper into the esoteric meaning behind the visual imagery and hopefully bring to the forefront thoughts and ideas which we can develop and which will therefore strengthen the keynote we'll be working with during our meditation tonight. The sign of Sagittarius is known to us as the sign of the disciple. Now, disciples are the servers of humanity. They are called upon to weave the lightest strands of inspired thought into the world of the form life by holding the vision of spiritual inspiration to a point of focused tension. Through the fire of the mind, this tension builds this tension helps dispel the glamours and illusion which were brought to our attention during the previous sign of Scorpio. Once the battle of the dual nature of our material world has been left behind, this allows a greater degree of receptiveness to the spiritual impulses which can now impress our minds with their energies and ideas. We are led by the light of the soul-infused personality towards an even greater light of consciousness upon the mountaintop of initiation in Capricorn, the sign following Sagittarius. For we are ever progressing upon the path of evolution towards the goal of intuitive perception, setting in motion and encouraging those spiritual ideals which we can, which humanity can actively and usefully aspire. Sagittarius calls upon us to work in active contemplation, creating in our consciousness an inner silence that is not swayed by either the poles of force which stream into the resting place of the mind, where our work as a meditating group has its most influential bearing on the formulation and direction of those ideals, ideas which the world needs right now. 
D.K. tells us, the disciple has to walk an even way between the pairs of opposites, uninfluenced by either the power of exaltation or the potency of that which falls. Neither the valley nor the heights produce any demonstrable effect. Consciousness, therefore, must be held at a point of utter self-control. It must be able to discern the influences of the astral and emotional activities and the distorting nature of the concrete mind, both of which are so prevalent in our societies. Then it becomes able to project itself into the light of the soul and thus build upon the tension and power of inspired thought created through our spiritual work. It can pierce into the heights of the divine plan as it ushers into activity the immediate goals for humanity to work for. Its major focus is building a future, sorry, its major focus is upon building a future of right relations and harmlessness. Right now, this means directing the orientation of our world leaders and key forerunners to relieve the suffering and chaos that runs rampant between our shores of our unsettled lands. It is here that the world aspirant and disciples have the most strenuous and difficult battle. We, working in a meditative group tonight, can contribute to this task with loving hearts and clear thinking. As we aspire to create the inner silence needed for this work and, rec and recognise with due diligence the collaborative qualities of our group work, let us now say together the affirmation of the disciple to uplift and strengthen humanity at this difficult time. I am a point of light within a greater light. I am a strand of loving energy within the stream of love divine. I am a point of sacrificial fire focused within the fiery will of God and thus I stand. I am a way by which men may achieve I am a source of strength, enabling them to stand. I am a beam of light, shining upon their way, and thus I stand. And standing thus revolve, and tread this way the ways of men, and know the ways of God. And thus I stand.
What is interesting to note about the sign of Sagittarius is the way it has changed throughout the ages. This surely provides evidence of the evolution of humanity as it has journeyed from the personality mass expression with its close relation to the animal kingdom towards the point where realization has been reached of individualized beings yearning to manifest the soul. This is distinctive of aspirants and disciples today who are able to intelligently use the thinking apparatus of the mind to draw closer towards the soul, the hidden reality behind all outer manifestation. Most of us will already be familiar with the pictorial depictions of the sign of Sagittarius. The earliest image used was that of the majestic and impressive creature we know as the centaur, the half human, half horse. A feature of Atlean mythology, the centaur marks the stage where people were distinguished by being governed by the impulses of the emotions and focus on the nature of the material form life and animal instincts. This suggests a humanity that was profoundly linked to the demands and of the animal nature, quite unlike the many conscious thinking advanced individuals of today. A wonderful portrayal of this enchanting world of the centaur was brought to animated life in the 1940s Walt Disney film Fantasia. Here we are led on a musical journey, mystically exploring past fables, meeting upon our way enchanting creatures such as the centaur. In the film, we see male and female, cent female centaurs, centaurs preparing themselves for the great introduction of their courtship ahead of the celebratory feast of food and wine and guided in by the angels hovering above them. The male centaurs show off their power and strength to the doting females. Once they have chosen a mate, they whimsically break into a celebration and lead forward to the festivities of eating, drinking and dancing. The gods, grown tired of their celebrations, erupt into a fit of rage and bring havoc to those on the earthly pain. Lightning bolts are thrown from the sky, sending wind and rain to cause destruction over the land. The celebrations end abruptly and the creatures quickly disperse leaving the gods to continue their well-needed rest in the bed of clouds. Once the chaos had subsided, the creatures reappear from their hiding places to be welcomed by a rainbow on full display in the sky. They delight in the vibrant colours of this rainbow. Some fly and play within the beams of the colourful rays and others drink from the water where its reflection can be seen enhancing the water's vitality. The closing scene is quite an interesting one. Guided by the rainbow, the centaurs and other creatures walk towards the slope of a hill and pause by a cliff edge. There they are greeted by a man 
in a chariot being pulled by horses consumed within the flames of the sun, who signals to them the way to go. As the day draws to a close and the sky becomes dark, the scene ends with a translucent, a translucent white figure of a human holding a bow and arrow, full drawn towards the sky. He then releases the lighted arrow towards the heavens, where it dispersed towards the stars, bringing light to the lands below. In this portrayal, Walt Disney brilliantly captures what we so often see displayed in the animal kingdom and the material world. The impulsive urge to reproduce and the attractiveness of material consumerism. Both feed and thrive on the rampant desires of nature, of the emotions. The centaur was an appropriate way to understand the energetic nature of this sign during that past age. It also indicates that a life of pure emotion and personality desire is not everlasting and will indeed bring about its own destruction. Sagittarius is always indicating the way to go and the goal ahead. And with the case of the centaur in this film, we witness them being shown the next steps, next steps ahead when we see the Antikorana rainbow that links both the sky and the earth. This must now, they must now follow this and quench their thirst for life of the contemplative mind, bringing balance between the pairs of opposites. Moving away from the compelling imagination of Walt Disney, we come to the next stage in evolution for Sagittarius, that of the archer. In the depiction of the archer, we see a great and powerful horse rearing its two front hooves are high off the ground, carrying the archer steadily on its back. The archer is seen holding a bow and arrow, full drawn and brought to perfect tension, ready to strike at its target, which is in sight. What is interesting about the image of the sign, if we study this carefully, is the union between the archer, the horse, the bow and the bow and arrow, and also the way in which their relationship is forged. Those of you who have had the pleasure of sitting upon a great and powerful anim animal, such as a horse, We'll know it's that stability and balance is not the easiest skill to acquire as a new rider. With two of the four hooves off the ground and the horse in a more vertical positioning, a novice rider would quickly become off balance, causing the horse to also become unstable and apprehensive about its rider. Trust would quickly disintegrate and the fight or flight aspects of the horse would come to the fore, leaving, I'm sure, both the rider and the horse very hesitant to repeat this process again. With this in mind, 
We can understand that the, in this image, the archer is already a skilled rider. Through keen observation and many attempts of sacrifice, trial and error, he would have gained over time a good knowledge and understanding of the nature and habits of the horse. He would have been able to build a voiceless language of trust and encouragement for the relationship of union to advance to this level of balance and stability whilst riding. This will enable the horse to completely give itself over to the guidance and governance of its rider. Governance isn't a forceful demand or control over the horse, but a unity of purpose in this scenario, which is based on a complete trust and belief in the rider's ability to lead the horse away from the dangers and fears of the instinctual life. We can notice similarities within our own lives to this very situation of the rider and the horse. And we ourselves, as we ourselves observe our own personality habits and strive to gain governance over them through understanding, knowledge and unity of purpose. In contrast to that of the earlier image of the centaur, we have both the archer and the horse as two separate entities exhibiting a distant duality. The archer, free from identification with the personality influence, the animal nature, demonstrates and symbolises the contemplative mental vehicle of the aspirant of humanity. The individualised, observing and creative intelligence poised between two poles of force, spirit and matter. His evolving consciousness depicted by the bow and arrow is now aiming at the light of intuition, whilst firmly seated on and controlling the personality, incorporating the lower mind, emotion, emotions and the physical nature, which is portrayed in this version of the, of the sign as the horse. The foundations of balance and stability now established between the archer and the horse allows the archer to drop the reins of control from the horse's mouth and turn the focus of his attention towards the higher goals and visions ahead. These are to expand one's conscious awareness and to dispel the glamour and illusion of the personality, which so distorts humanity's understanding of reality. The bow and arrow are symbolic of the light of the mind, striving towards the unfoldment of the intuition. This is a quality that is distinctive of any aspirant or a disciple travelling upon the path towards enlightenment and initiation. What is important about the bow and arrow is that it is full drawn, producing maximum tension on the string, which is about to set fire to the arrow, which is about to fire the arrow. Okay. 
In this respect, it is interesting to read what Alice Bailey writes about tension. She describes it as energy being generated, held for future use and focused in such a manner or condition that its force can be directed whenever needed and whenever called for. Tension is a significant part of our work as a meditating group for the practice of indifference and detachment leads us to foster a deep act of concentration, creating in our minds a one-pointed attention focused on the main objective of our meditation. Tension, therefore, is the ability to hold the mind's eye and the, uh, sorry, Tension, therefore, is the ability to hold in the mind's eye an acute level of focus on the vision which has been sensed. It is through this one-pointed intention that the work of our meditation is strengthened. It gives opportunity for the light of the soul to blend with the light of the contemplative mind. For this is now free from the influences from the personality nature which can so easily distort the work we are trying to do. In the second verse of his poem, Jerusalem, William Blake paints a very Sagittarian picture of the disciple who yearns and strives to materialize heaven or Jerusalem on earth. He puts into wonderful words the very essence of the qualities of character that we need to achieve through the influence of Sagittarius. Cultivating a one-pointed attitude towards the sense goal and building upon right tension for the vision of our inspired thought to become a reality. Bring me my bow of burning gold. Bring me my arrows of desire. Bring me my spear, O clouds unfold. Bring me my chariot of fire. I will not cease from mental fight, nor shall my sword sleep in my hand. Till we have built Jerusalem in England's green and pleasant land. In our modern times, the natural progression of the sign of Sagittarius and its symbolism offers much to contemplate in terms of humanity's goal we are transitioning from. The age of Sagittarius into the age of Aquarius. Now, Sagittarius has become, and most powerfully, just the image of the bow and arrow. All that is left in this symbol of the intuition all that is left is the symbol of the intuition, which is leading us all towards the goal of initiation. There is no horse or human portrayed at this stage, suggesting that the personality activity and the human experience as we know of it today, in its dual nature, has been fully integrated into that of the soul and spiritual aspiration. This reveals to us the next steps ahead, which we, as aspirants and disciples, must respond to.
It is this which is the vision and hope for the preferred future which lies ahead for our world. But as well as aiming towards the higher spiritual realms, it is good to understand that the archer's arrows can also represent those lighted thoughts which are created by the illumined mind of all group workers. These are now ready to be released into the world. These arrows fly in abundance as ideas flood into the mind, leading the archer evermore both towards the goal of emergence into the greater light of consciousness ahead and also into some form of dedicated service in the material worlds. The archer travels along the path and retrieves the arrows which have been previously discharged. Then once again he discharges the arrows whilst riding his horse in a renewed quest for the goal. The archer is able, through his one-pointed vision, to work and be a part of both worlds, merging and integrating these worlds closer together in response to the vision of the plan. He builds upon the tension that he has already forged. He strengthens the lighted thought and vision that he has already worked on. Eventually, the archer finds the way to the base of the mountain of Capricorn, where the path of initiation opens its doors for him to journey towards the summit of the mountain of initiation. So let's now prepare ourselves for our meditation. For those who are new to our meetings, you will find the outline on your screens. And we say together out loud, group fusion and distribution, ending with three arms. Group fusion. We affirm the fact of group fusion and integration within the heart center of the new group of world servers, mediating between hierarchy and humanity. I am one with my group brothers and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts 
which my soul creates, reach and encourage them. Alignment. We project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet, the planetary heart, the great ashram of Sanat Kumara, towards the Christ at the heart of the hierarchy. Extend the line of light towards Shambhala, the centre where the will of God is known. higher interlude. Hold the contemplative mind, open to the extraplanetary energies, streaming into, into Shambhala and radiated through hierarchy. Using the creative imagination, endeavor to see the three planetary centers, Shambhala, hierarchy and humanity, gradually coming into alignment and interplay.
Meditation Reflect on the seed thought for Sagittarius. I see the goal. I reached that goal. And then I see another.
Precipitation. Using the creative imagination, visualize the energies of light, love, and the will to good pouring throughout the planet and becoming anchored on earth in prepared physical plane centers for which the plan can manifest. Use the six-fold progression of divine love as a sequence of energy participation. Shambhala, hierarchy, the Christ, the new group of world servers, men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, and physical centers of distribution. Lower interlude. Refocus the consciousness as a group within the periphery of the great ashram. Together sound the affirmation. In the center of all love I stand. 
From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Visualize the downpouring spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through the hierarchy and streaming into humanity through the prepared channel. Consider how these inpouring energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming world teacher, the Christ. Distribution. As the great invocation, invocation is sounded, visualize the outpouring of light and love and power from the spiritual hierarchy through the five planetary inlets, London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, radiating the consciousness of the whole human race. 
from the point of light within the mind of God let light stream forth into the minds of men let light descend on earth from the point of love within the heart of God let love stream forth into the hearts of men may Christ return to earth from the center where the will of God is known let purpose guide the little wills of men the purpose which the masters know and serve from the center which we call the race of men let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells let light and love and power restore the plan on earth Thank you all for joining us tonight here at the London Lucis Trust Library and to everyone joining us online. Before we all leave, the dates for our next full moon meeting for Capricorn is on Friday the 6th of January at 6.30pm. Unfortunately, due to the national rail strikes, this full moon meeting will be held online only. And our next new moon meeting for Capricorn is being held online only on Friday, the 23rd of December at 6 p.m. Please note that starting in January, the full moon meditation will be held at 6.30 p.m. 
instead of 6 p.m. Yeah, the new moon. The new moon, sorry, new moon. And will continue to be online only. I'll just say that again. The new moon will be held in the new year at 6.30, not 6 p.m. Uh, thank you for joining us again. All the best and good night.